You're listening to a sermon from Redemption Church, Calgary North. We exist to see lost people saved, saved people matured, and mature people multiplied, all to the glory of God. For more information, visit redemptioncalgarynorth.com. I've got the privilege to be up here this morning. Um, the usual pastors. Uh, on, on, on a well-deserved trip. And uh, this, this morning we'll be studying from the, the book of Matthew, chapter 13. And uh, Bible scholars, scholars generally agree that uh, there's, there's an existence of five separate uh, discourses by Jesus in the book of Matthew. And I implore you to, in your daily devotion, uh, your time with God to, to go into the book of Matthew and, and study those. And this morning we have the honor to look into and focus on the parable of the sower. And the title of this morning's uh, sermon is Your Kingdom Come, but with a question mark. In double entendre. But while this is quite a popular sermon in the, in the Christian community, as, as Christians, as believers, they're we're, we're, we're really going to narrow it down to an application for us today. As Christians, we know we have the mandates to go out into the world and preach the gospel. We have the perfect blueprint. We have the perfect handbook. We have the perfect manual, which is the Bible. And we have the perfect example, who's Jesus. We have a perfect reason as well to go out and preach the gospel. And that's to save souls, and that's to bring sinners into the kingdom of God, just like we have been, and we are in the kingdom of God. We see the parable of the sower here uh, addresses a few items for us to consider. One of those items is the seed. The seed, the message. The seed is the word of God. The seed is our gospel. The other thing we're gonna consider is the sower. And in the context of Matthew 13, the sower was Jesus. In our present day, we are all the sowers. In our little nook, in our household, at our workplace, here, wherever we find ourselves, we are the sowers. Because remember, we've been given the seed. And the third thing we're going to consider is the soil. And the soil in this context is the hearts of those who listen to the message. The hearts of those who listen to the call for repentance. It's, it's equally important for us to note that listening to the word does not equal a positive response. And as a sower, as we go out in the world, anytime we deliver the message, we have an opportunity to share the gospel, understand that it's not going to equal a positive response. The news about the arrival of the kingdom of heaven in the kingdom of God, and the person of the Messiah, Matthew 13. And as we read, we know it's available to all. However, as we're going to find out, some are interested in the gospel. But their concern for wealth and earthly pleasures distracts them. Some will listen and start being committed and start coming to church and start reading their Bibles, but persecution and affliction will affect them and face them, and they're gonna backslide. And we know some are gonna outrightly reject the message. 
But we also know that those who hear, those who understand, and those who obey, are those who become a part of the kingdom. And as the Lord grows his kingdom through the spreading of the gospel, I pray that he uses me and he uses you as well. Before we study and read Matthew 13, we're gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads and we pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning and just ask for your guidance. We pray for wisdom that as we study your word, as we read your word, and as we listen to your word, that you speak, speak through me, O oh Lord, and I let your word come and bring meaning to our lives. And for those in person and those online, and those who will listen to this later, let this have the same impact in your hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to read from Matthew 13 from verse 1, and before we do, if um, anyone in the audience has no Bible, just please put your hands up, and our ushers gratefully go around and hand out Bible. Matthew 13 from verse 1, and I read, And the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and he sowed. Some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. And other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they didn't have much soil. And immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. And other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. And other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. He who has ears, let him hear. I'm going to stop there for now. We're going to look, we're going to look at the seed here. And as I mentioned earlier, we know the seed is the word of God. It's the gospel. As, as we're reading John, John 1, 1, and it reads, uh, the, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The seed is the good news. It's the good news of salvation. It's the announcement that Jesus has brought the reign of God to the world through his life, through his death, and as we know, his resurrection. It's the good news that mankind could be saved from the penalty of sin and receive eternal life from God in heaven. That's the seed. And here in Matthew, we see a, a, great, a great crowd gathered before Jesus as he went out of the house beside the sea. We understand just context, agriculture. When you want to plant a field, you can't plant the field in the house. You have to step out of the house. You've got to step out of your comfort zone to plant the seed. And when you really understand parables and understand that Jesus was, was an ultimate storyteller and everything that he said had meaning, it had a point, it had a reason. And when you get into the context of the, the people he was speaking to at the time that Matthew was written, you understand that the same meaning, we can allocate the same meaning to ourselves today. As Christians, we, we, we have received the word of God and we're now expected to go out of our homes into the world to teach it and to deliver the word. In this parable, Jesus here is a sower and the hearts of man are the soil. 
and the seed that he planted was his word. And we put all that together. Every sower expects a harvest. But there cannot be a harvest first without planting of seed. What's our challenge this morning as we listen to this is when you witness to others as a believer, as a Christian, what are you focused on? You think about that. Is Jesus the center of your message? Are you being selective of who and where you minister or who, who you speak to when you speak to speak about the message of God? Are you taking every opportunity you have to administer the word of God? Because remember, we've been given the seed. Is the word of God saturated in your heart as you speak his word, as you teach his word, and as you, in, the, in the effort to lead sinners to Christ? Or is it something else? Right, see, a lot of times we get in this funk where we always question ourselves as Christians, and we're always looking for the opportunity to, to bring souls to Christ, but we have every opportunity to, anywhere you are outside of your home. The world is filled with sinners. The world is filled with unbelievers. Some of them in our family. Some of them we work with. Some of them are our neighbors. And we have a calling here to go out and preach and teach and bring souls to the kingdom. We don't need to invent, you know, people talk about reinventing the wheel. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. We have the seed, we have the gospel. And if you hear you're a believer, you're a Christian, you understand. You have the seed. And as we're going further, we're going to explore and find out who the sower is and how to imitate his life. The sower is the individual who God uses to plant the seed of truth, the gospel. Everyone here this morning, and even those online and those who will listen to this later, you had a sower in your life or you have a sower in your life. The individual whose message, or the individuals whose messages you listened to, and whose words led you and prompted a change of attitude, a change of heart that led you to your salvation. And verse 3 is worth noting that the sower went out to sow and he sowed. Sometimes you have this feeling of, I'm going to be in the public transit, or I'm going to be somewhere at a family reunion, and I'm going to tell them about the word. And you have to plan and you have the urge to sow, but then you get there, you get carried away, and you don't sow. But as we read here, the sower went out to sow, and he sowed. The farmer understands that, and any farmer, I know we have farmers in our, in our audience here, but a farmer understands that they have no control over the quantity and the quality of the harvest. The only thing they can control is planting the seed. The only thing they can control is sowing. Some years there's a lot of rain, some years there's, you know, wind, some years there's fires if you live in Alberta or BC, and some years there's harvest and some years there's no harvest, but year after year the farmer goes out and sows. The context of us as Christians, you have a family member, you have a colleague, you have a neighbor that you speak the word to and you minister to, years and years and years go by, 
Don't get frustrated. Don't stop ministering to them. Don't stop administering the word of God to them. Don't stop planting the seed. It's not our choice on what the harvest will look like. As Christians, we know that's the work of the Holy Spirit. To work salvation out of them. Our job, our calling is to sow. Just go out and sow. Plant the seeds. You know, a key detail for us to understand here when you really study this, Matthew 13, is when Jesus was talking to the people he was speaking to, a farmer back in those days, a little different now because we had different machinery, but a farmer back in the days will have his bag of seeds on his arm, left arm, right arm, over his, over his shoulder. And then he will walk past the rows and spread those seeds left to right. All, all and down the rows, left to right, spreading those seeds. It's not selective of where he scatters them as long as he knows it's spreading those seeds, it's planting those seeds. And that's the reason we see some fall by the wayside, by the pathway. Some fall amongst the thorns, right? Some fall amongst the good soil. Some among the rocky soil. His job is to sow and plant those seeds. And that's what he does. Because regardless of the outcome as Christians, as we go out to preach the gospel, as we go out to teach the gospel and work to save souls and bring them to, to, to Christ's kingdom, we understand that regardless of the outcome, we have to go preach. We have to go teach. That's our calling. And if we've been obedient to our calling and being obedient to the scriptures, we have to go teach, and we have to go preach. The height of the farmer is not recorded, doesn't matter. The weight of the farmer is not recorded, doesn't matter. The speech, the eloquence of the farmer, doesn't matter. Just speak the word, plant the seed, sow the seed, minister the word. You can be a brand new Christian, you can be a, you know, OG Christian, Just teach the word. So we live in a world uh, in a climate of instant gratification and putting this in context of our world and we don't have a lot of farmers now. You know, big machinery is taking over and, you know, GMO is taking over and, and really some of us might have a difficult time understanding the, the art of sowing seeds and planting seeds in the literal sense. And, you know, it's really the reason why the food industry and the fast food industry is a multi-billion dollar industry because of that reason. But the beauty of the scripture is that we know we're called to transform into the image of Christ. And when you say Christian, like Christ, to be like Christ, yes, you have to be holy, you have to be righteous, but to really be like Christ, you have to go plant those seeds. You can't be selective about where you do them. You can't be selective about when you do them. You don't have to be up here to plant the seeds. In your corner of the world, that's your farm. In your corner of your office, outside the corner of your office, that's where you go hard, that's where you plant. And you leave the harvest to God, leave the harvest to the Holy Spirit. We're not called to be selective, like I said earlier. We're called to be relentless in sowing up the seed. Day after day, month after month, season after season, just like the farmers do. Just like Jesus did. Every Christian has been called, and we're designed before the foundation of the world to be God's workmanship, glorifying him as we bring fruit that he desires. 
Are you sowing sparingly? We asked earlier. Are you selective about where you're sowing? Are you selective about how you're sowing? Or who you're sowing to? Jesus in this parable is calling us here, is giving us the seed, his word. And the hearts of the people we're going to speak to are what we consider here in this parable the soil. We don't have a choice over their receptiveness. But we don't have a choice not to go teach the word. We're being Christ-like. We're being Christians. We're obeying the word of the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. We have to teach the word. We have to preach the word. Let's examine the soil and let's understand his expectations. The soil is a very broad term but it refers to the loose layer of earth that covers the surface of the earth and the planet. And I don't know if, if you guys took science 10-1, and uh, my science teacher would be quite proud because I remember this. The four types of soil, right? The sandy soil, the silt soil, the clay soil, and the loamy soil. Proud of myself too, actually. Um, but when we read from verse three to eight, we see that Jesus used this parable to reveal to us the human heart and the human heart's response to the word of God. Let's remember the seed is good. The seed is perfect. The seed is the word of God. And as we see here in Matthew, the sower was Jesus. The sower was good. The only thing that wasn't told, that we told it wasn't good or bad or indifferent, was the soil. That's the hearts of men. As all hearts, at some point we either rejected the Bible, rejected scripture, or we accepted it. And then we struggled, and then we reverted back to our factory setting. And then we heard the word again, and then we committed our lives to Christ, and now we're Christians, and we're here. But all four souls are probably represented here this morning and online. It's not a coincidence that the science matches up to the Bible, right, when you think about the four soils, and Jesus knew that that we as humans will understand that based on what the science that we're taught and the science that we learned on the four soils. Let's examine the first one, the pathway, the soil that fell on the pathway. Now remember the visual, the farmer is going down the rows and he's just spreading the seeds left to right, left to right. Not selective where he drops them, not selective of who's around, not selective of who's dropping the seed to, who's sowing the seed to, who's planting the seed to, just making sure he's dropping the seeds. And that's season after season, year after year. But in the pathway by the wayside, we see the word of God falls and the birds of the air eat it up. As we read in Matthew chapter 13. This is the individual who listens to the word of God. Is here, was here, anywhere where the word of God is ministered and preached. And they listen, but their hearts are not receptive to the word. It's basically like the word then penetrate their heart. And they're simply there, and the call for salvation is made, and they ignore it. Many of us were once in that position. And they walk away from the church, they walk away from the altar, they walk away from the message, and their hearts are unaffected. It's a reality this today. It's a reality in our, in, our, in our families. It's a reality in the church. It's a reality in our world. There's individuals like that still. And then we see the second example, the rocky soil, very shallow. The seed is planted, 
and it germinates and it looks like, oh, this individual is really turning their life for Christ. This individual is really getting it. And they appear to bear some good fruit. But we know the roots are not very deep. They're not deep in the scripture. They're not deep in your daily devotion. They don't attend church quite often, quite regularly. And when some affliction arises, when some persecution arises, they revert back to the fact of sin. They revert back to the sin. Because their, their, their roots are not deep. The third example we've seen here in the scripture is the thorny soil. And this is the individual who you know, listens to the word and again is eager and really starts in their daily devotion. And maybe even starts preaching the word themselves and just can't, so excited to get people to Christ. But at the same time, their, their, their lust and their, the pleasures of this world and the pursuit of fame and, and wealth is, is, is distracting for them. And soon enough, the seed that was planted that looked like it was going to bear some good fruit shrivels and dies. And the fourth example, which is the example that I hope for you, that I know that God expects of us, we're thinking about his expectations for us, is the good soil. Deep foundation, deep roots, fertile soil. And the this, this, this seed is planted here and, 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 and it sprouts up and begins to germinate and produce good fruit. This individual obeys the word of God. This individual is not selective about how they serve and worship God. This individual is not selective about who they preach to and when they preach the gospel. They become dependent on Christ, on God, on the word of God for nourishment. And now the sun that comes in and dries the other fruits is now nourishment for them. And the rain that comes and washes away the other seeds is nourishment for them. And as you read in Galatians chapter 5, they bear those fruits of the spirit. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and gentleness. That's the kind of seed, that's the kind of soil that we all ought to be as Christians. Being fruitful is being witness to the gospel of Christ. Think about a fruit that grows. You plant an apple tree, you plant an orange tree, and it grows oranges. It's a fruitful tree. So as Christians, the seed has been planted in us. For us to be fruitful, we have to produce good fruits. And part of producing good fruits is going out in the world and teaching the gospel and preaching the gospel and leading souls and leading sinners to Christ. But let's be honest and bear with me. Most professing believers in North America, in our congregation, in our city, nine times out of 10, four, we fall in the thorny soil. We hate to admit it, but most of us do. And I'll break it down for you. We're so worried about you know, the next blockbuster movie, or at least we wanna go see it, and we question and we read about it, right? We get engaged in the stock market and we're so tied into it. And unfortunately, some get engaged in the crypto market. That's another story. The real estate market. And I bear, bear me with this one, bear, bear with me with this one. Some of us even fool ourselves every year believing that the Calgary Flames are going to win the Stanley Cup. We tend to get carried away pretty easily, right? You hear, you listen to the word of God. It just pricks you up. You're excited to share it. But the minute you step outside, 
pulling your phones out, catching up on the fantasy football. I get guilty of that. Fantasy football and fantasy basketball, and there's so much stuff that pricks and squeezes the word and the seed that was just planted in our heart, squeezes it out, and it dries up and it shrivels up, just like the thorny soil. We have a call to action this morning. We have a call to action today. That is, for those who are in the audience, going to watch this later, who are online, who don't have the fruits that show that you're part of the good soil. Call to action is repentance. The seed is being planted this morning. And God is using me as a sower to plant the seed. You have an option to be receptive of the word. You have an option to dis- disparage the word. It's really in your core that we, I have. We have no control over that. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. But none of us know how much time we have on earth. And if you know anything about the scripture, when you die, when the raptures, when, when the trumpets sound, there'll be no excuse. Because you've heard the word, the seed's been planted. We're to dedicate our lives and devote our lives to Christ, yes. But we're also to be the good soil, to be like Christ, to be Christian. We're in turn expected to be the sower now, because we've received the seed. See, God's word wasn't given to us to make us smarter sinners. It was given to us to transform us so that we're representatives of his kingdom here on earth. What type of soil are you here today? What type of sower are you here today, this morning? Like I said, there's a good chance all four are represented in this audience this morning. But remember, the seed is good. The word of God is good. The sower is good. But the soils differ. And we see here Jesus put the responsibility on the listeners, as we should preach the word, teach the word. The responsibility of salvation is on the listeners and the angels and the Holy Spirit. But we should teach the word. And as you do, you find some hearts are going to be hardened. Some hearts are going to be shallow. Some hearts are going to be crowded. But there are some that are going to be ready and willing to accept that word. And in the end of it, as a farmer, when you go for your harvest, it's really the soils that made it through, the ones that sunk in the good soil are the only ones that create those fruits. And we know on that day, and facing Jesus, only one soil made it to the end. The only one soil will make it to the end, and it's only the good soil. And only the soil that gave harvest, only the soil that demonstrated that they produced good fruit. We have that pressure in us this morning. He who has ears, let him hear. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would touch us and grant us wisdom to really understand this. That only one soul is going to make it to the end. We have family members, we have colleagues and neighbors and friends who we know are not living righteous. The onus is on us to go and teach to them. The onus is on us to preach. Don't be selective. Don't choose. Don't psych yourself out. Ask God for wisdom and go out and fulfill what the scriptures commanded us to. That's to teach the word. That's to preach the word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we 
Thank you for this opportunity we had to listen to the word. We thank you for, we have no excuse, Lord. We've been given the seed. We've had an opportunity to listen to your word. And we just ask and pray that you imprint on us the, the willingness to go out and teach your word. You imprint on us the willingness to go out in the wisdom that as we teach your word, that it will bring light into the path of those that listen. As we all go into our week and go into our busy lives, that you just help us have this reminder in our hearts that we receive the good seed. We are not called to be the sowers. And part of that is we are the good soil and we're germinating and producing good fruit. Help us, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Redemption Church, Calgary North. For more information about our church, visit redemptioncalgarynorth.com.